Human rights abuses are looming over preparations for the first ever European Games. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. The 2015 European Games are well under 100 days away. Baku, Azerbaijan will stage the inaugural event June 12th through the 28th. The Sports and Rights Alliance, a recently formed coalition including groups such as Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch, sent a letter to the president of the European Olympic Committees this week highlighting striking issues between the Azerbaijani government and the media. The SRA writes that as of February, Reporters Without Borders ranked Azerbaijan 162nd out of 180 countries surveyed in its ranking of press freedom singling out the country as Europe's biggest prison for news providers. The coalition is calling on the government to release unjustly imprisoned journalists and activists as well as revisiting its policies for journalists, activists, and NGOs in Azerbaijan. Jane Buchanan, Associate Director of the Human Rights Watch Europe and Central Asia Division, joins us now with more. Has the SRA received any kind of response yet from the EOC? So the sport and rights Alliance uh, hasn't received a response yet from the EOC to our very recent letter, but Human Rights Watch, separately from the Alliance, had been in contact with the EOC earlier, and we've engaged in some correspondence with them, and we're actually looking forward to a meeting with them later this month. Okay. And and as I mentioned, the letter was sent to the president of the EOC, Pat Hickey, and, and you mention in there, the SRA mentions things that the EOC and NOCs could do, and and what were some of those kind of, I guess, calls to action for the Azerbaijani government? We're calling on the European Olympic Committees and National Olympic Committees uh, to really insist with the Azerbaijani authorities that ahead of the opening ceremonies for the European Games on June 12th, that they will immediately and unconditionally release uh, all of the journalists and activists who've been uh, long-standing critics of the government um, and have been recently imprisoned um, on politically motivated charges, for all of them to be released uh, ahead of the opening of the Games. Otherwise, the fact of the detention of these people and the real crackdown um, on critics um, and independent voices, it really risks casting a shadow over what should be a huge celebration. And I mentioned earlier, too, the statistic from the report from the Reporters Without Borders. It really stood out to me that out of 180, they were ranked, or Azerbaijan was ranked 162nd. So have you, I was curious, have you been to Azerbaijan, and and does that statistic reflect the experience you had in the country? I've been to Azerbaijan several times. Human Rights Watch has been working on Azerbaijan uh, for over 25 years. Um, It is absolutely the case that um, over recent years in particular, the government has uh, taken a number of measures to really restrict uh, the ability of media and and independent voices um, to operate freely. Uh, People have been uh, for many years at risk of um, spurious lawsuits, uh, physical violence, uh, actions taken against their organizations to make it extremely difficult for uh, media outlets or organizations uh, to, to work freely. So that is something that we have, have witnessed work firsthand and documented um, extremely closely. And uh, actually, we've noticed that an escalation even in our own ability to do the work that we want to do. Um, and insofar as the government refused one of my colleagues' entry uh, to Azerbaijan uh, just last week, 
he was going to attend uh, the trials of a few leading activists and was denied entry and deported. Um, and I think it's notable that one of those activists who's currently facing up to nine years in prison um, was leading um, an initiative to highlight uh, human rights abuses ahead of the European Games. So we see his, uh, his trial as a real retaliation for trying to speak out um, in advance of the Games. Wow. So, so you possibly maybe can give me perspective on this, but with, with the Games just around the corner, can you say as, as a prediction, do you think we'll see change before then in Azerbaijan? Well, I think that the European Games present really an, an, an unique moment for Azerbaijan's partners. Um, so certainly the European Olympic Committees and National Olympic Committees um, who are supporting Azerbaijan uh, in the hosting of these uh, inaugural games, uh, there's just a really unique opportunity for them to insist uh, that the government, as part of hosting the games, uh, really respect the principles of the Olympic movement, including press freedom, um, that sport uh, should be um, used uh, in the name of, of human dignity and, um, and benefit to society. So I, I would certainly hope that those institutions uh, would be using their leverage uh, to, to press Azerbaijan at this key moment, that um, as a part of the celebration, as a part of a recognition of, of Azerbaijan opening itself to the world, um, that it would release these critics uh, and, and journalists and um, you know, and allow that to be part of the celebration as well. When you mentioned the Olympics, I know that um, around Sochi 2014, you and Human Rights Watch in general did a lot of work um, in the uh, a lot of the issues that came up, a lot of the gay rights issues that came up, anti-gay legislation, and just something that's come up recently uh, that I discussed with one of my editors here is: Does sport? I obviously provide an opportunity for these issues to be discussed. And do you think that these issues in Azerbaijan would necessarily be brought to the attention of the EOC, NOCs, if maybe the European Games weren't happening there in the coming months? Well, I think that there there is an opportunity to, when a, when a country um, takes the initiative to host a major sporting event like the European Games or an Olympic Games, um, it's putting itself out there um, as, uh, as, a, as a country that can host an, a world-class event. It's welcoming thousands of people um, from around the world. And it creates, hosting those events creates particular obligations, um, you know, within the Olympic movement. Again, the principles of the Olympic Charter regarding media freedom, non-discrimination, um, respect for human dignity. So, um, you know, these events do, uh, they create an obligation, a particular obligation or responsibility on the part of these countries uh, to be fulfilling not only their longstanding, uh, freely accepted human rights obligations um, in the international community, but also their obligations within the Olympic movement as a host um, for these kinds of events. Well, and in that same vein, I did, while I um, had you on the phone, I did want to take the opportunity to ask you, uh, your perspective on the bid race for the 2022 Winter Olympics. We've got Beijing and then Almaty, Kazakhstan. And I know you've done work in Kazakhstan, right? Yes, I've done work in Kazakhstan. Again, Human Rights Watch has long-standing work on the country for many, for several decades. So, what is what's your perspective on Almaty's bid? And um, I guess even Beijing has kind of a, a shaky, you know, human rights record. So, what are your thoughts on the two cities bidding for those games? 
Well, Human Rights Watch has has really big concerns about the human rights records of both uh, China and Kazakhstan. Uh, we certainly documented a, a huge number of abuses ahead of uh, Beijing's hosting of the 2008 Summer Olympics, um, all restrictions on press freedom, uh, forced evictions, uh, crackdown on, on civil society and independent people trying to raise concerns about the preparations for the Olympics, migrant workers. So, you know, we've, we've got already a history uh, that we know in terms of, of potential abuses ahead of China's games. Um, China's had a, an incredible year of, of, again, clamping down on independent voices. So um, there are really real concerns there. Uh, Kazakhstan, in, in, in many similar respects, uh, also very serious concerns about press freedom. Um, there have been a number of closures of independent media outlets in recent years. Um, Suits, lawsuits brought against journalists um, and concerns about workers' rights um, in a number of sectors uh, that could certainly have an Im implications for uh, construction of Olympic venues and, and those kinds of preparations. You know, with the 2022 Olympic bids, you know, we have a really unique moment um, as well with the new reforms um, undertaken at the end of the la of last year uh, by the IOC to put in even more specific language about human rights protections. Uh, in country, host countries, preparations for hosting the games, um, and that will, those will be part of contractual agreements. So, uh, you know, there's there's going to be an even greater pressure on these countries uh, to live up to the principles and commitments that they've undertaken internationally, uh, and, and even specifically vis-a-vis -vis the International Olympic Committee. Yeah, and something else that came up too recently, I did an article on the um, the legislation in uh, Indiana and Arkansas over religious liberty bills, and we thought it was kind of interesting here that the discussion that was generated across the country maybe have, you know, been kind of somewhat linked to the fact that the Final Four was going there. So Indianapolis was under a different kind of microscope than, than usual. Um, so yeah, that was something that that we discussed, and uh, I don't know. Do you do you agree? Have you been following that news at all? Well, I think again, you know, we just see, um, you know, we see sport and and big events like this. You know, they draw um, they draw a huge amount of attention and scrutiny. Um, and as we're looking to sort of celebrate athletes at their best. Uh, at the same time as, um, you know, there are these pernicious um, and discriminatory policies or laws, um, you know, being passed in countries or states or localities, um, you know, I think people start to recognize, you know, the real, the real contradictions there and, um, and, and start to ask questions. So, you know, I do think that, that um, you know, that, that sport is, you know, any, anybody who takes on the responsibility of hosting, um, you know, major sporting events is, has to recognize that, uh, that they'll be under particular scrutiny, um, you know, for the treatment of, of, of who's traveling there, who's participating in that, and then people start to think about society more broadly and, you know, what kind of, what kind of place is hosting these kinds of events. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thank you again. That was Jane Buchanan, Associate Director of the Human Rights Watch Europe and Central Asia Division with her perspective on the rights abuses now hanging over anticipation for the inaugural European Games. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook and Twitter. This is Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.